This episode of the Power Bros Movie Reviews is brought to you by Fearless Wandering Productions and our supporters at Patreon.com. Did you know that patrons of the Power Bros Movie Reviews get access to a weekly patron-only bonus show called Movie Chronicles with the Power Bros? They also get early access to our main show. Join today on Patreon.com for these benefits and more. And now, on with the show. In 1941, comic book writers Joe Simon and Jack Kirby published the first ever Captain America comic book. Captain America gave hope to a country that was at war. He embodied the American spirit, and in the darkness, he shined a light of hope, representing the men who were giving their lives for their country. About 30 years later, in 1970, Stan Lee would revive the character in the comics and go on to establish Captain America as a prominent hero in Marvel Comics. Stan Lee once said, It's amazing how Cap's popularity has never waned over the past eight decades. I feel that it's a wonderful testament to the talent and skill of Joe Simon and Jack Kirby, who so brilliantly created such a fabulous artistic representation of the best of America. Unquote. Captain America is a hero who displays bravery and a willingness to sacrifice oneself for not only those who you love, but for those who bring you down, even for the bullies. Because a true hero considers others as more important and will do anything to thwart the forces of evil while upholding truth and justice. Welcome to the Powell Bros Movie Reviews. I am one of your hosts, Tobias Powell, and I am joined with uh, my co-host, Trent Powell. Hello. How are you doing today, Trent? Doing pretty good. Excited to talk about nice, nice, nice. our movie today. I definitely yeah, yeah. look forward to these podcasts. It's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so we watched Captain America, the first Avenger. And uh, yeah, you want to share your overall thoughts? Just what do you think? Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I was expecting or even more than I remembered enjoying it. It had, um, yeah, I think a lot of exciting things that I appreciate about Captain America. Captain America is always kind of one of my favorite superheroes. And I remember when the trailer first came out for for the first Avenger. Um, and I just, yeah, remember getting really excited because I've been looking forward to seeing Captain America uh, on the big screen and yeah, it's getting a superhero movie of, about him. Uh, so, so like going back to it, it's kind of like reliving some, some childhood, uh, memories and cause I hadn't, I hadn't watched that one in ages. So it, it was, it was nice to go back to it and I enjoyed it. It, it, it it's, it's kind of a, the thing, the thing is, and I'm realizing with a lot of superhero movies is that sometimes they can just be guilty pleasures, just, just movies that you can just sit down and, and enjoy but i but i also enjoyed being able to watch it a little more intently and just following the story and and looking at different themes and and um yeah and just seeing okay what is this movie communicating what is this movie um teaching and and then just being able to yeah watch steve rogers and uh, steve rogers's character um develop um from him being a you know a kid from from queens is he from queens I think it's Queens, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, right, right. Uh, yeah, he's from yes, um, yeah, a kid from Brooklyn who's, you know, 
a, li- a little uh, unnaturally skinny, <laughs> but we can get into that. <laughs> um, but you know, he's he's kind of a wimp, but he has a heart, and he um, want, he's willing to stand up to to bullies, even though he's going to get the the um, the poop beaten out of him. Uh, he's willing to yeah to stand up for what's right, uh, even though the world's up against him. And so, just seeing his bravery and and uh, seeing him develop and see that, like, oh, even when he has superpowers, like, he's still the same person. He just now has super strength. And now he's able to to stand up to, to bullies in a more effective way. Um, not, that it, not, not that he was doing it wrong before, but now it's like, oh, okay, now he's actually able to, to be a force of nature. <laughs> um, and, but, and, and be the hero that he wants to be and that he strives to be um like i i I like the scene when he you know jumps on the grenade um i i mean i think i think that scene is kind of a little unnecessary but but in this as a from a story standpoint it's like okay he's he's they're showing that he's different than the rest of these people even all these other guys are, are buff and and tough and you know and can um yeah are you know willing to are able to do more things physically than he is like um and to endure more um but he's willing to still sacrifice himself for others and to lay his life down which comes full circle when he does lay his life down at the end of the movie so anyways uh we'll, we'll obviously get more into that but it's just i i enjoyed it it was, it was a fun movie i think it was well well done i th- i'd say it's probably one of the more underrated movies in the mcu um and and you gotta just think like up to this point you have a lot of uh pretty um poorly made superhero movies you know except for like you know captain america first avenger came out in 2011 with iron man coming out in 2008 and hulk t- 2008 um well year did thor come out was thor before captain america the first avenger I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, and either way, like it, it was you know the it was the start of the MCU. They were building the <clears throat> the Avengers, um, and Captain America is one of the key Avengers, um, and so it was it was risky. Um, there was a lot of things. I think they took a lot of risk with the movie, but I think it paid off, and I enjoyed it. It was good. I I mean, there were some bad things. There's some things yeah. I didn't like, and we'll get into that. But overall, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Huh. I'm gonna be a little more harsh than you. All right. I okay. I've I've I'm kind of the opposite. I've never really enjoyed this movie, <laughs> and I don't know if I ever understood why. Awesome. But I feel like digging into it, like I actually have a reason now, and I'm like, okay, no, that's why I haven't really liked it, and it's all the negatives in it. And okay. so for a superhero movie, it's not that bad. Right. Like, I think it's pretty good. I think um, they did good with it. A problem, I think, is that it is, like, a World War II movie. And compared to, like, if you compare it to other World War II movies, mm-hmm. it's not that great. Yeah. Um, and then if you... But if you compare it to superhero movies, it is pretty good. One issue I think they had is the fact that Captain America is such a morally upright guy. And this... So this might... I mean, we're, we're just getting into it. Yeah, this is one it. of my biggest flaws with this movie. Right. Is that he has no character development. I didn't notice any character development. And I think that's the problem with this character is that he's, I mean, I love Captain America. He's great. Mm -hmm. And I see character development in other movies and we'll get into that. 
and or maybe I haven't. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, digging into this movie, I didn't notice any character development, and I think it's because he's such a morally upright guy that there he doesn't have that room to to grow at all. Like he's yeah. and it's it's from the very beginning he's like proven to be like the most righteous upright guy like no moral gray areas nothing like he is just perfect and and then he gets his muscles and then it's still the same just all the way through Mm -hmm. the movie and i think if you don't have that character development there's uh it's there's a little bit of a takeaway from that like you're not as drawn to the story i i kind of disagree um I, 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 okay, so I, I agree with a lot of what you said. There wasn't much character development. I think there was a little bit, though. And I think his devel- his character development was his insecurity. Because he um it, he's wor- he always he's always worrying about his own self-image he's uh, he's worried about the fact that he he can't measure up and he wants to you know even the scene where he's standing um he's looking at the world war ii um expo and the light turns on and he he's not tall enough to be the hero uh to be the, the soldier um and, and i think throughout the movie i think even the reason that he gets into fights is because he's insecure about himself and um he knows that like okay i I'm the little guy, um, and he doesn't like being a little guy, which is okay to an extent, but he's insecure about it throughout the movie. And I think we see that even more in other Avengers movies. So I think it, t- it maybe there wasn't, I don't know if he really overcame that in this one. I mean, he kind of did, and that like he realized that being the hero isn't all about being big and strong. It's about let, willing, willing to lay down your life for others, for those that you love, and in and, and order to 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 save yeah to save those that you love and recognize that he recognizes that he's not always going to uh save the day you know but sometimes you know you're gonna have to lose you're gonna have to lay your life down you're gonna have to die um in order to to save others i guess um mm-hmm. so maybe mm-hmm. that's like a little bit of character development that i would see is just his over maybe overcoming some insecurity I think he has that a little more in the Avengers movie, uh, especially when he's, you know, going toe to toe with Iron Man and, and Thor, and they have that big fight. Um, I think there's more of it there, and maybe even in Winter Soldier, if I can remember correctly. But mm-hmm. so that that that's all that I would see. But I'd say yeah, for the most part, right? He's this, you know, there's not much um, faults in him. Like he's kind of faultless throughout the the movie so i get that yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i see that like even like, he is looked at as a joke most of the time yeah even when he gets his strength he's right. still looked at as a joke yeah i mean they just throw him into the plays like he's not he's not thrown into war he's not thrown into battle which is kind of ridiculous still see him as just this <laughs> yeah yeah but like i mean this they they Put him through the super soldier program. And I know like the point is that they stopped doing they he was the only super soldier. I mean, we find out later on that there was others um down the road and other projects. But for the most part, he was the only super yeah. soldier and so and that someone tried to one of the, the one of the Hydra agents came in and tried to steal the the serum and whatever. So they stopped it with him. So they I know that they he was more of a test subject because they wanted him to they wanted to see if they, they could do this right um, especially because the red skull he also um, is a super soldier but it, it went wrong with him we don't have a whole lot of, of backstory on that but um 
Oh yeah, because it was the 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 scientist guy that kind of befriended Captain America. He had done the he had um, operated on Hugo Weaving's yeah. Weaving character. Yeah. Um. But anyways, it was kind of ridiculous that like they create the sub soldier and then they just use him as propaganda, and it's like, why why wouldn't you go send him off on secret missions? You know, to go and actually punch Hitler in the face, <laughs> go go kill, go go defeat the Nazis. You know, go bring down Hydra. Yeah. And and so they just kind of push him to the side and don't utilize him. Um. But I I also I, I have theories as to why they did that. Um. We, but anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's part of his character too. Is that yeah. he he was always forcing himself out of the unfortunate situation that he, mm-hmm. so unfortunate situations that he was forced into. And you saw that before he had the super soldier serum and after, and I think that's just another part of his character, but, uh, I'm still, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, there was some character development mm-hmm. and usually when you see the biggest character, character development in a movie is with the dark Knight of the soul. Mm-hmm. And Which we didn't really this get. is another issue mm-hmm. I had is there was none. Right. There was not like, okay, I get, I can tell you where it was, but it wasn't a dark night of the soul. It's just like a sad With, moment. What, what, and it was just Bucky when dies. Bucky died. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very weak dark night of the soul. It, it's fair. It made him sad and he went and tried to get drunk and that was it. And mm-hmm. he couldn't get drunk. So then he just <laughs> talked to Peggy for a second and then yep. was over it. It's fine. Like, yeah, that was kind of like, yeah. So like he didn't usually with Dark Knight of the Soul, you have to, there's something that the hero has to overcome. Right. And since he's such a, perfect guy there's nothing for him to overcome so he just had like a sad situation happen to him mm-hmm. and it's not like the whole world was coming in on him it was just you know another unfortunate thing in his life like, right wasn't it wasn't drawing you to anything yeah so there was nothing that he was overcoming nothing for him to repent of nothing for him to grow right it was just yeah yeah no i get you that was that was unfortunate and yep uh there was one thing that i thought like could have been like something he was trying to get over is that like he he had to realize that he can't fix everything and right. save everyone that's what i was trying to like, say like i feel like that was <laughs> yeah. yeah that was like a part of that was a part of him dying and that's what he had to overcome but like it's just so weak it was and it was like mm-hmm. it wasn't like in there and yeah you know, if you think of like good movies with Dark Knight of the Soul, like mm-hmm. that was just it's lacking, right? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, even like the vel- the fight at the end, I felt it was very kind of anticlimactic. It didn't take him much to defeat Red Skull, and and it was he was only defeated because he touched the Tesseract. And but at, but I think they were also mm. doing something with the char- with his character there. Um, well, I don't. We we can get in the villain in a little bit. Um, no, we can get into it now. Okay, if yeah. you want. Well, so like, so Red Skull, I think there's some good things and bad things about him. I, he's very one dimensional. Um, he's just evil for evil's sake, which is fine sometimes, especially with um, especially with a movie set during World yeah. War II when you're dealing with Nazis. I mean Hydra. Um, so like, I, I kind of, I kind of get why they they wrote him the way they did. Uh, I think Hugo uh, Weaving did an awesome job. I think he was just born for that role, and I think it was brilliant. I don't, I, I don't know why they didn't bring. I don't know if you knew this, but they didn't bring him back for Infinity War when he when he was. Yeah. Around. They hired a different actor, so I don't know the whole story behind that. But um, 
but I think he, yeah, I think he was a great, very intimidating villain. Um, I like that they started off with, you know, just Hugo Weaving's, Weaving's face and then eventually, you know, took off the mask and, and he's, and revealed himself as yeah. Red Skull. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I liked him as a villain for the most part. It was just, yeah, just like I said, very one dimensional. Um, you know, he just, he just wants power. He's evil. But I think they contrasted it well with Captain America because Captain America, he, you know, he, he wanted to, he wanted power. He wanted to, you know, have the strength to be the hero. Um, but he obtained it in a selfless way. You know, he was going to use this for good to be the hero. So he sought for power, but for the right reasons, Hugo Weaving, he sought for power for the wrong reasons. And he, he wanted to, to dominate and, and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, uh, be a powerful leader who could take over the world, um, you know, like any typical villain. Um, but, but I think that, but, and then at the end, like when he picked up the Tesseract, like he, it seemed like, you know, he was, that was his kind of, that was his final fault. Like he gave himself completely over to the power cause that's what he wanted. And then he actually, as we find out later on in other movies, uh, and uh, he becomes kind of a slave to that power. And he can't get away from it, you know. So he's taken to another dimension, and so, anyways, I thought there was a kind of a, a good contrast there that I noticed. Um, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, but he was definitely think? like, it, yeah, it's very clear that he was an equal opposite of yeah. Captain America, <laughs> right. uh, which is uh, he was the he was the evil to Captain America's yeah. good. Yeah, which is a copy and paste thing that every MCU movie does, and most superhero movies. I mean, you. The, having yeah. the villain have the same powers as the good guy, but he just uses his powers for evil. And well, yeah, um, it's just funny how there's a lot of similarities between this this movie and Captain and uh, Iron the first Iron Man um, that are just interesting. Um, and we can talk about that another day. But um, it was kind of there's kind of a lot of copy paste that was going on. Yeah, <laughs> even, for sure. even with uh, so what? Well, yeah, go ahead. Well, I think they was bad like i agree i think the end fight was very weak yeah. writing i think it was uh terrible. very quick and just yeah so uh what i would have done if mm-hmm. for even for the dark knight of the soul and everything he should have lost his power mm. lost his strength somehow like this is just i mean this is also typical superhero writing i mean you see it in yep. every movie that the hero loses his powers and then overcomes something right like you know spider-man with iron man you're nothing without the suit if mm-hmm. if uh, if you need the suit or whatever he says yeah but he should have lost his power and then still been the good man and still over and still defeated the bad guy right i think without his powers like, would have been cool. like have the tesseract somehow you know take away his powers or like make him weak yeah know, yeah like there's that. so many yeah. things they could have done yeah and i think that would have really really impacted way more than what happened which was just like a quick like oh i'm throwing my shield at you for two seconds <laughs> and now you're picking up the task rack and now you're gone okay right <laughs> right exactly it was it was I, I felt that was very weak but anyway so uh by him as a villain i think he was a really i uh, you're right he, he is one dimensional but i think it is a really good uh good way to put a villain is sometimes they are one dimensional. He's not, he's not like a sympathetic villain. You don't, you don't feel sorry for him. Yeah. Yeah. You don't feel sorry for him. He's, he's 
evil for evil's sake. He, yep. he has no care for human life. You yep. see that all throughout the film. He's just killing his henchmen all the time, like whatever. Right. He doesn't care at all. He just wants to rule the world. He wants to overthrow Hitler. And yeah. he, uh, yeah, he's just evil. And I think it's good. Uh, I think it could have, his evil could have been more impactful with a weakness in Captain America, right. though. And it would really just showcase that. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like it enhanced his evil or something. But mm-hmm. but I, I thought he was pretty good. He was decent as a villain. Yeah, for sure. I wish I got more of him. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of the casting? I mean, Hugo Weaving. Perfect. I think he was perfect for mm. uh, Red Skull. Um, oh yeah. I think. What do you think about Chris Evans I, overall? Like, I know we've seen him obviously a lot more with all the other Marvel movies, but like, you know, Captain America: First Avengers, 2011. You know, Steve. Chris Evans has been cast, and he's going to star in this. Huh. Like, what do you think? Yeah, I know. After seeing him in Fantastic Four. And... <laughs> oh, yeah. I always forget about yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think he did really good as, as Captain America. Mm-hmm. I think with the comics, though, a lot of, like, the comics that people really love is an older Steve Rogers. Yeah. You know, more. Uh, more. More. Uh, I want to say stoic, but uh, like yeah, more stoic, more authoritarian, uh, like tough. Um, yeah, more experience, more experience. But so since it's since it's his origin story, I think it's it worked. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I do think it did. Yeah, he is kind of like a little bit soft, you know. Right, Like, like he gives off that soft vibe, which we don't really get that at all with Captain America in the comics yeah yeah so there's definitely a, a i would say a, a good difference but i but i think they took what they went a good route i think it was as far as creating a character that people would enjoy and appreciate and you know um want to see more of like i think it was a good overall it's a good choice for sure i i think they also because this was towards the beginning of Marvel or of the MCU. They were targeting younger audiences, I would say Mm -hmm. more than they were older audiences. So they probably didn't want like a really grumpy old guy (laughs) playing Captain America. They wanted something, a little something for the kids to not be scared of. And I think that might've been into their consideration of why they chose him. Mm -hmm. But I I do like him as Captain America. I think he's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but yeah, and then yeah, Red Skull, uh, Hugo waving as Red Skull is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got and then we got uh, Haley Atwell's Agent Carter, which I think that was pretty, that was good casting, and they used her a lot yeah. after that. I mean, they made a, the whole TV show, which I want to go back and watch, because um, you got you know Howard Stark and Haley and Agent Carter yeah. going around doing missions oh, and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, totally forgot about that show. I don't. I don't remember if it's any good, but no, it did, it. They only did one season because it oh, didn't yeah. do well. Which right. actually, I want to kind of get into. I want to kind of get into Peggy's role and that. I thought it was very out of place. Uh-huh. Uh I think it was kind of forced. The whole female in battle. Oh yeah. Like you look around. I, I mean, this is what fifties. You don't see a female. No. Well, yeah. There's, running there's around like with two, a machine gun. That, that other officer lady who uh who ma- made out with with him it's oh like, yeah i remember watching that i'm like yeah 
you wouldn't be in this room and like that would not be happening <laughs> i'm sorry like yeah no yeah this is well this yeah so i think her whole role was her whole role was just out of place forced yeah. um it was definitely i mean clearly an agenda pushed right I, I I'm pretty sure that's who she is in the comics too. Uh, from from what I, I know, I don't know. Yeah. She started out. I don't know if she started out as a different role. You know, maybe she started out as a nurse or something, and they just couldn't put her as a nurse in this movie. <laughs> I uh, wouldn't be surprised. But it was very out of place. It doesn't make sense for a war movie for mm-hmm. her to be a soldier. Mm-hmm. She's literally a soldier in the film. And it just yeah, it was just out of yeah, place. What, what is opinion. her ranking? her role i don't remember uh i don't know what her ranking is but does she actually she, go in the combat i can't remember she does in one and towards the towards end, the end that's yeah. how she's with him that's how she's with him like when he gets on the plane or whatever right uh or like when they're like driving the car or whatever right right uh to get so that he gets on the plane right that uh she so she is in battle there mm-hmm. and i i get it like to have her in the movie, they kind of had to have her as a soldier. Yeah, they wanted they wanted a but good it's... love interest, um, which she she yeah. she was a good love interest for yeah um, Captain America, and that aspect of it was I think well done. Yeah, but you're right, like her role in in the movie, it just it's out of place. It doesn't fit. Um, it is yeah. unnecessary. And then he's and, and she she does outrank him, and you do see like That's, him submitting yeah. to her throughout yeah. the film, which is very off putting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah. I I think if they had her as some other like she shouldn't have been his his superior, superior. officer. Correct. Uh, it should have been something. I mean, a nurse or. Mm-hmm. I mean, like especially for the time, a nurse is what makes sense. Whenever you watch any other war movie, it's sh- the love interest it's is always, always a, nurse. a nurse. Yeah. Like if you think of Hacksaw Ridge, the love interest is a nurse. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Pearl Harbor, which is like not, yeah. not a great movie, but anyways, it's um, uh, yeah. For the time, it's it's not right. Like a fifties movie, you, women. I don't were they. I don't think they were even allowed to be in battle. If I'm not mistaken, no, (laughs) not so. I don't believe so. Yeah, so like, yeah, historical accuracy, not so great there. Historical accuracy and just a woman shouldn't be in battle, right? (laughs) Yep. Uh, but um, the guy who plays the scientist, uh, he's named Stanley Tucci or Tuki or something. He uh. He's been in a lot of things. Uh, he's I, I like him as an actor. Uh, he, I think I think he was a good character. You know, he, there was a connect. You know, he was kind of the connection between Captain America and Red Skull because he is the one that operated on Red Skull and he operated on Captain America. But he also or Steve Rogers. He also he saw Steve Rogers. He saw the heart and the 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 bravery. He saw you know, he the hero that he could be, his potential, and that's why he chose him. Um, and, and so there's kind of a good motivating character. Um, but this kind of also gets into the copy paste from Iron Man because they, they literally did the same thing in Iron mm-hmm. Man where you have this, um, this, you know, brilliant scientist, uh, who has an accent, <laughs> who helps the hero b- become the superhero, become, become the hero that he is. <laughs> uh, and then he dies yeah. and it, you know, it's a, and it's a, a, a motivating factor for the, for the character. It's like, Oh, this, this person that, 
has <laughs> been a friend to me. It's been you know a mentor to me. It you know dies and and be, dies dies giving me my powers. Dies making me the hero that I am becoming. And so that was just interesting that it literally did the same thing. It was, which yeah, is, that is you know, which is fine. It, you know, I think it was. Yeah, it fit well. Yeah, and he he, and that was like why he like almost had to pick Steve Rogers because mm-hmm. when he failed with Red Skull, he knew that the evil was enhanced with him. Yeah, so he needed a guy that was good, right? So that the good would be enhanced in him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, good I think point. I think that went well and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of thing works when you have a mentor like that in the movie and mm-hmm. and the dying and the motivation for that. Yeah. It was probably better in Iron Man, but... Right. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think it was better. I, I think the writing was... Just, I think a lot of the writing was just pretty poor in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like the first act was pretty good as far as, like, helping us, you know see who Steve Rogers is, um, see see him as this brave but small, weak man who, you know, has has heart, wants to wants to be a hero but but can't. Um and then he's, you know, discovered by this mentor and he takes him in and then gives him the superpowers. But and then the second act happens and it's like, oh, you're a super soldier. You you literally just chase down this this Hydra office agent and you chase down a car and then you jump into the ocean and and rip him out of a submarine you do and uh, you do something that is just completely superhuman and incredible and we're just gonna use you as propaganda you know go go and uh put on some tights and dance around on on stage you know and so it's like and so it, i feel like the second act was kind of kind of weak third act like i said like the the end the ending was the ending battle between red skull and captain america was lacking and uh, i mean i mean but then it concludes well with his sacrifice and you know bringing down the plane which you know you can debate whether or not that was even necessary mm-hmm. uh, you know he could have just jumped out of the plane he literally showed that he can jump out of an airplane earlier in the movie and when he was jumped out of Stark's airplane, and, yeah, and so he's like, "You can auto, put on autopilot on this very sophisticated airplane." Uh, but anyways, <laughs> we could, yeah, we could, we could. There's a lot of things you could just pick apart <laughs> in this movie, but um, yeah, for sure. But I mean, you could do that with almost any movie. There was definitely, like, oh yeah, like getting on the when he got on the. I don't know if it was a bullet train. That whole scene was just completely ridiculous. Yes, yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. there's the plane taking off and the car stopping. <laughs> yep, driving down the longest runway ever. ever. Yep. <laughs> did uh, right. did with the plane that he was on? Mm-hmm. Did he was the plane not like a bomb itself that was gonna crash in somewhere and blow up? Yeah. So it was. Oh wait. So I think, because I think there was a reason that he had to crash the plane and not just abandon the plane. Well, oh, well, I'm, I was thinking, I think he needed to crash it into the ocean because it was, yeah, it was going to New York and I think it was going to 
something in it was going to blow up. But I was just saying, like, you just, yeah. there's, there would be autopilot or something or a way to direct the plane oh, yeah, yeah. into the ocean and then jump out and before it, oh, yeah. <laughs> it crashes. That, that, that's oh, for sure. But they needed a way yeah. for him to be frozen in ice for 70 years so that they can do the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think now would be a good time to mention our Patreon. Mm hmm. I know we're going to be talking about the Stan Lee cameo, what we thought yeah. of that. We're going to probably do end credits pretty regularly as well. Be, yeah, we, we're going to pretty regularly be talking about the Stan Lee cameos in our Patreon and end credit scenes and whether they were pointless, not pointless, yep. a good tease, and whatever. Uh, I want to talk about Phase 4 because Phase 4 is officially over with uh, Loki and Captain, or the Loki marbles. and the Marbles being the finales for those with 17 projects in phase four <laughs> yep 17 is it really that <laughs> that's, a, that's yeah i think i've seen so oh uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyways it's been quite a bit yeah and then i want to talk about madam web mm. what we thought so of the trailer yeah it's going on sony over yeah. silver silver surfer and just what oh, happened boy. with the marvels yep so a lot to talk about there. Yep. So you guys can catch us catch us in our special patron episode. You can subscribe. It'll be a link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the what I want to talk about. Oh yeah. So the CGI. Yes. So uh, <laughs> a to lot say. of the CGI was in the first the first act of the film. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what do you think you about think? Skinny Steve? I okay, so I think for the time because we said we were gonna judge CGI yep. for the time, it wasn't that bad. Okay. It wasn't that bad. Yep. Especially when you see, I mean, they've tr- tried other things. Mm-hmm. I can't think of an exact example, but I can think of like all the floating heads. <laughs> yeah, in the like, recent. There's a lot of stuff. floating like, heads. That's just stuff really that's just bad. Odd. Yeah. So, but so when you then when you look at Captain, I mean, yeah, Captain America uh-huh. in this movie, it came out in what 2012? 11. 11? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not that bad yeah. in my opinion. There were For a sure. few scenes where you see it his head and it's like kind of blurry around his neck area mm-hmm. and it looks weird. I mean, I mean there's probably more than a few scenes, but overall, I didn't think it was that bad. Like it 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 wasn't too distracting it wasn't too weird for the most part you can still like see the connection with him when he's talking with all these all the other characters and actors and stuff Mm -hmm. i mean obviously chris evans wasn't there but yeah (laughs) (laughs) right yeah i i don't know i i i do agree yeah for 2011 it wasn't that bad but i think i even remember watching it in theaters and just sitting there like uh it's a little off i mean obviously it's a little off but like i think like it was really off and yeah granted i don't know what else they would have done i mean you know you can't just you know ask chris evans to drop 70 pounds and then bulk up like then we'll all right give them give him two months to bulk up and then we'll film again. Yeah. And like, okay, fine. Like, I don't think there's anything else they could have done. Maybe like not made him as they, skinny because it just looks like seven. Yeah. What? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It just looks like they, you know, took a grown man's head and placed it on a 12 year old. Like, it's just, he's like abnormally <laughs> yeah. skinny. That, that was the only thing. Yeah. Like I, it was, it was right for the time. 
I think they did a good job. Um, I don't think there was any other options, so I so I get I get that. I I will. I don't know. Give I, I think credit Chris where credit needs is due. to have a talk. I think Chris Evans needs to have a talk with Christian Bale. Oh, I know. Get yeah. some inspiration from him. Be, <laughs> come on, be method. He went. He went from that one movie where he's <laughs> literally as skinny as Steve Rogers, skinny beginning of the Skinnier. movie to yeah. to being yeah to being uh the to being Batman, Batman in the Dark Knight Rises. What did he put on? He like 80, bigger, was like seventy pounds. Like he was bigger than he ever was. Yeah, yeah. Or was it? Or was it Batman Begins? I don't ba- know. Yeah, it was Batman. Be- Batman. Um, it was Batman Begins, and that was I think the biggest he that he got. He, he was yeah, yeah. It's the biggest he got. He was huge. Yeah. So. <laughs> Ugh. It's just excuses for Chris Evans. Oh, I know. <laughs> he's not. He's not. It's not very method. Yeah, and then yeah, the mu- uh, the music score. Mm. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Not too distracting. No, not at all. It was good. Well, I guess uh, we should. Uh, I don't want to skip over too much of the CGI. I guess there's more CGI than just. Oh Chris right, Evans. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. I was moving on. Uh, I was moving on too. <laughs> it's okay. It's all. It's the only thing that stands out. Everything. Yeah. There's a couple. It's because yeah, everything else was pretty good. I mean, yeah, there wasn't. It was yeah, pretty good Did, visuals for for a Marvel movie, especially in the time. Yeah, I would say that overall the CGI was was pretty good. Oh, we were talking about Red Skull. Okay, so Red Skull it it was all practical effects, which is pretty incredible because um, it it looks like it looks like it almost could, it could be CGI, but it but it, it wasn't. So I thought that mm. was that was well done. Um, some of the like the tesseract like weapons and like the lasers going everywhere it was kind of like at felt like out of a little out of place world war two but mm-hmm. but it made sense i mean just from a story standpoint and like okay we're you know he, they have they've found this ancient power and they're able to utilize it as a as a weapon um in various ways um yeah. but like, i thought like but it was, i don't think it was the cgi that really made it look out of place it was just the, just what it was um, there's a couple of times yeah. where it's like you could notice that they were using a green screen. I can't remember exactly where, but mm. there was. Yeah, I re- I remember there was a spot where I noticed it was a green screen. Yeah, but it, I think it's just which is fine. It's not the worst thing. Yeah, there the CGI really doesn't, in my opinion, distract you that much in this movie. Other than a few times with Steve Rogers, I think overall it's not mm-hmm. distracting, which is right. of course what you want with CGI, with good CGI. Right. Yeah, I feel like a lot of MCU movies today, it, the CGI is like, like it's almost just like a, a CGI bath of like weird um, visuals and things that just make it feel like it's it doesn't belong and it's out of place and it's just. They they go they use CGI too much because they're able to. Uh, I mean, you have some like Multiverse of Madness, which I actually think the CGI wasn't too bad in that. But you have Quantum Mania, mm-hmm. and it's like it's a little much. You have um... well with with Multiverse of Madness, so that was Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi's mm-hmm. notorious for being practical effects, so there was probably yeah, a, lot, a yeah. lot of practical effects True. in that compared to a lot of other marvel movies so that's good one point. reason i'm sure that it it's it actually looks really good yeah a lot of the locations were probably on location and not green screens right. as much as he possibly could right and i mean i know that he's very much known for that right. which which is why he has really good movies yeah yeah good point so yeah i'd say captain america like it they did a good job for that time um and 
with what they had available to them. So yeah, it wasn't too, yeah. wasn't too bad. Man, I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to really say? Yeah, I mean, we touched on it a little bit, but like just comic book accuracy. Um, oh yeah, I'd say like the suit was was really good. Um, you know, I think the reason that they did the whole propaganda tour you know where he's go, you know running, going around europe um dressed as captain america is to just give them an excuse f- um for why he got the suit why he got the name captain america because if you think about it you know this you you give someone the super soldier serum he's not going to come out saying all right give me some tights i want some red white and blue and huh. you're going to call me captain america now um it's like it, it'd be a little out of place so like it made sense to like he, he, you know, they, yeah. they turn him into this, this image of, of hope of the American spirit and, um, and make him into kind of a hero in that sense. Um, you know, he's punching Hitler, you know, which, which is also probably another reason why they did it. So they give like, they can do a callback to the, like, I think it's the very first Captain America comic where he's punching Hitler. Um, yeah. And the suit that he has in that is the comic accurate suit. Right. Like it's. Yeah. All right, it's, spot on. It's the ugly one that they used in the the seventies Captain mm, yep. America movie. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, and like so, what's interesting is Captain America, the first comic that he was in was was during World War Two. Like he was he was created for that very reason, just as a you know a, mm-hmm. an embodiment of the American spirit and just to give hope to um to a world that was at war with itself, and so to give kind of the the, the American um yeah spirit um embodied in a in a superhero and people longed for that they wanted that hero and they wanted that which is why i think superheroes work in different times and different ages um in different ways and they're more um and and more people are drawn to them more um when Mm -hmm. when there's times of despair and and hardship and and trials and, and and war and death and which is also you know we can get more into that but i think it's another reason why the mcu took off so was um took off when it did um during you know like kind of the latter uh, well in the middle of our war in iraq and afghanistan and and all that so like i think like there was a desire for for the here for a hero um that they could we could follow and hold on and latch on to which is you know not to get too much into this but i think it's also another reason why superheroes are not working right now because they've forgotten that they've forgotten what makes a hero. They've forgotten what, what, what inspires people. Um, and, and we've, we've forgotten, we've, we don't need, know our need for a hero right now because we're so caught up in ourselves and, and, and our, um, Mm -hmm. and our age. And we're all about, um, being inclusive and equality and, um, wanting to, to be the best you, um, in a way that, you know, it, it doesn't, give us a it doesn't inspire us towards um heroism and self-sacrifice and selflessness but also doesn't doesn't draw us to another hero one that that can save one that that we that we need um that is not found in ourselves that's found outside ourselves Mm -hmm. so anyways we could go on and on about that but um i think yeah the suit was good um i like that they had the propaganda suit and then he kind of created his own suit with uh with Howard Stark. Oh, which is another just I think was a great casting. I don't I don't know the actor's name, but whoever played Howard mm-hmm. Stark, he was just like, you know, a, he was like Tony Stark. 
you know and i think they did yeah. a good job with that it was it was clearly his dad um and there was just a lot of similarities and they did a good job with him yeah. um but anyways he gave him his suit you know got the shield uh and, you know and obviously they they had the 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 other shield um the one that's not a circle um at first and then he you know had the they found the vibranium and oh yeah because he was gonna pick he was he was told to pick out a shield that that he wanted and he found the circle the the circular one and it was like yeah i want this one and it's like oh well this is the you know the rarest metal on earth vibranium you know, vibranium which was actually made up by um and the mcu it what it, it, it that that wasn't from the comics because uh it's mm-hmm. antimate i think it's antimadium is the is what his shield's made of in the comics which is what yeah. Wolverine's made out of if i'm not mistaken yeah. but they were not legally allowed to use that name because they sold off the x-men <laughs> to fox which we yeah. talked about in last week's episode <laughs> but anyways so yep. that i thought that was well done um yeah overall i think he could have been a little more bulkier like just because that's how captain america is in the comics like he's just a ripped guy but i mean not say chris evans wasn't ripped um but maybe like if he could have put on like 10 more pounds of muscle and maybe like it would have been a little more appealing and he kind of keeps the same physique throughout all the other movies so it it mm-hmm. it's fine that's just at that point we're just being nitpicky but uh yeah. what, what do you think <laughs> yeah i thought i thought it was good mm-hmm. the this i think it was a good transition for the for the suit that he got uh i think mm-hmm. you know of course with these superhero movies they can't have comic accurate suits all the time although right. we do see in avengers that he actually does have a pretty good pretty cool suit yeah, the Avengers one. Comic accurate. It's a little more comic book accurate. It's a lot. It's brighter, which I think they did just to you know to um, men, uh, mold, uh, mold or blend in well with Iron Man and even Thor and and the Hulk and and so yeah. they, I think they made a change because then you go to uh, Winter Soldier and it's back to that darker toned suit. Yeah, um, that's not as bright. Yeah, for sure. And but yeah, I think it. I think it was a good transition. I think the suit that they ended up with was good enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was no complaints by me for it. And yeah, I think the shield works. And yeah, right. Yeah. Any uh, th- kind of themes or messages that you saw that stood out? Yeah. So the one. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, we've kind of. I've kind of touched on most of them. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a lot of the themes like his characteristics and that he's like a completely moral guy. Right. Uh, one thing I did notice in the beginning with the, the doctor guy, mentor, whatever is he really, uh, he was basically telling him that with great power comes Comes great great responsibility. responsibility. And that's why he needed a moral man with, to have those powers. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think that was cool. Like, I mean, you could just really tell that like he said it in like, you know a long time like 10 minutes <laughs> mm-hmm. but that was the moral of what he was saying is that with great power comes great responsibility and it, it works with captain america and mm-hmm. it's it's like i said it's just hard having a perfect character to have mm-hmm. problems <laughs> right that's but, true yeah but then you do get to the end which i think is where this all comes to is his sacrifice and mm-hmm. and he is this perfect guy and he was bullied by this world all these every person that he knew would bully him make fun of him whatever except for peggy whatever i could do this all day uh, even with that being the case he still 
is more than willing to kill himself to save the world or New <laughs> York City or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, even then, like, we see, we see him always getting back up. So, like, he gets beaten down. And he's, you know, I can do this all day. You know, it's like he—that's his—that's his line. Um, because he's—he's willing—he's willing to take it. He's willing to take the heat, take the beats, um, get the beat downs, mm-hmm. and the, go through hardships. Which is, you know, it so teaches us about bravery. Um, which we see in a lot, I think a lot of superheroes. Um, um, express that and show that it's like, no matter how many times you get beaten down, it's like you're gonna get back up because you're gonna do it for the right reasons for those that love that you care care about the people mm-hmm. that love you and um and that you're willing to die for. Um, so so yeah, I think we see that. Um, yeah. just dealing with bullies like that's a common theme throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, and just so his bravery that you know, and he was brave before he got the muscles, you know, and then brave after, willing to sacrifice himself. Yeah. Um, so would you say that there was there was a hero's journey? I mean, I, I think so. Like looking at him from the beginning and him being called to go on this adventure in a sense to be the hero, though like though he didn't have something to overcome, that was the struggle. That was the issue. So like yeah. they yeah. tried to set up the hero's journey without really having that. Right. Yeah. Except so, for maybe he's insecure. I mean, but, yeah. he a little bit. Yeah. Like. Cause he, cause it all started when he ignored the superior officers and mm-hmm. just went off and did his own thing and saved the people anyway, trying to do the right thing. But it's just so, it, it's, I feel it's hard to connect with him just cause he has mm-hmm. nothing to overcome and yeah. it's, it's disconnecting. It's, um, but it's who he is. So I I get that they had to struggle with that, but mm-hmm. they should have given him a flaw or something mm-hmm. to overcome to become Captain America. Right. Like, they should have... I mean, you'd have to, like, just completely rewrite the whole movie, but mm-hmm. it would be more of, like, in the beginning, he wasn't totally a great guy or something, and then he eventually, you know, becomes a good guy, and then can have the powers of captain america or whatever right uh, something like that and i even like i was hoping like even like bucky would have like some character development and you don't see anything with that either he's still like even when he died it wasn't like oh he was sacrificing himself to mm-hmm. to save captain america or something like that or one of his friends no it's him just trying to be the cocky fighter guy mm. that he is and just grabs the shield and tries to shoot the guy anyway. Mm. And then he gets shot out the freaking train. Yeah. Good good point. <laughs> so, like I said, this movie wasn't my favorite. It wasn't mm-hmm. the best written in my opinion, but it was it was it was overall a fun movie, I would say. Like it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I feel like digging into it so much made it not as fun <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> well yeah i think that's how it's gonna be uh, with a lot of these superhero movies which yeah, is okay sure. which is why we're doing yeah. this partly yeah yeah but it, it's it's a fun movie it's mm-hmm. not a terrible movie it's not like you absolutely shouldn't watch this movie it's it's a good movie it's about a 
a morally upright guy mm-hmm. who does sacrifice his life in the end. And I think it was good. Yeah, he's it, so it's but it's just less it's less human connection to him, mm-hmm. I feel like. And he's more of a, a savior right. uh character instead of a person. Which I think what makes a good superhero movie is having both of those. Yes, like, exactly. You, you want to be able to connect to them. Though, like, you know, think about Superman. Like, Superman doesn't often have much to overcome, in a sense, mm. like, because because Superman was written as a Christ-like Christ figure. He's from, he's un, he's not from here, but he's still like us. Like, he looks, he, is yeah. human, he has human qualities, but he's a superhero. Um Right. superpowers anybody he's a savior who comes to to defeat evil defeat the bad guy to um to, yeah. to crush the head of the serpent um so like it's so like captain america yeah. is kind of like that um he's kind of a christ figure which i think is also why he was written during world war ii it was a someone a hero that people could look to uh, a mm. savior um which yeah, as, as we're talking about like these superhero movies the superhero the superhero genre is should and does point us to see our need for a savior and captain mm-hmm. america is that in a sense but but it's hard to connect with him it's hard to sympathize with him uh, because he mm-hmm. doesn't have anything to overcome um so th- sometimes it's okay i think but i think they do a better job with him in later movies i don't know if you yeah. agree with that but um so i kind of see that because he becomes more of a, more human in a sense, more relatable as he's learning how to uh, fit into into our day and age, into our world. Um, mm-hmm. But but anyway, so there's there's a there's that savior um, aspect of him um, and that that need for for a savior um, that mm-hmm. you know, realize we can't save ourselves and that that yeah. we need someone else who will. Die, die for yeah. us and to save us. I th- yeah, I definitely. I think if I think if you really look at it at him that way and <laughs> really understand that that's what they're going for, it does add uh, add some understanding to why things were the way that they were in the mm-hmm. movie. And uh, I still think they could have done something. Yeah, to that he could have they could have gone more into because like like the things that I did notice they were there. But they were just so, they weren't so obvious, and they weren't very clear that that's what he was doing. That's not it, it wasn't it wasn't open that that's what he was having to overcome. Like the thing that like like that he can't save everybody. He can't save Bucky. He can't save everybody mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, and uh, and it, it's not like that tore him apart or anything. It's just like he just tried to get drunk and then that was it. But he couldn't. He couldn't. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he he needed that death scene. He needed that dark night of the soul. He needed um, that yeah. scene where he's wounded, where he loses his powers, and and then he's resurrected. And you know, like that, yeah. that's the story that we like. That that's the story that the type of story that God tells, and that's the one that we long for and want to want to hear and want to watch. Um, and they didn't they didn't give us that in this movie, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely what it was missing. Yeah. Well, are you ready to start ranking? Absolutely. And rating this movie. So where obviously, does this movie rank for you? After we've watched only one movie. <laughs> I guess it'll stay in the number one spot. It's number now. one. It might be in the number <laughs> one for the well, we'll see. You know, we don't we got a yeah, lot we'll of see. interesting movies coming up that 
I think yeah. it'll be fun to watch and unpack. Yeah. Our next our next movie is gonna be far different than this one. Yes. So. Do we want to say what we're doing next? Yeah, because we had said it in the last one. So yeah, it'll be X Men First Class. First class. So the yeah. first of the second trilogy of X Men movies, because that one takes place in the yep. past. So we're doing chronological order, yep. just to remind everyone. Yeah. So going to yeah, X Men First Class, which I yeah, I remember I remember when that one came out. And uh yeah, I'm excited to watch it again it's been a while yeah, yeah for so sure. so what did you what did you rate rate this movie out of 10 i gave it a solid six. Oh, six. okay i gave <laughs> it uh 6.8 so <laughs> okay <laughs> much oh not bad yeah not bad yeah all right i guess we could split the difference and give it a 6.4 four <laughs> yeah uh, i'm fine with that um yeah. i mean yeah i think it'll be it'll be interesting i think that's a good bar like we'll set the bar there at 6.4 and from here on like decide okay is this movie better than a 6.4 you know on our scale mm-hmm. you know and so and if it's not then we're like okay well, it's gonna be below captain america so it'll be the second best movie like if we talk about first class and i don't i don't know where we're gonna sure. rate that or what i'm gonna rate i i do not yeah, remember much i don't movie. remember yeah i don't remember yeah. much either so. so so yeah it'll be good to good to see mm-hmm. how that goes cool. definitely well do you want to wrap this episode up yeah so we just talked about captain america the first avenger uh we definitely had we had differing opinions but came to an overall conclusion um that it you know it was poorly written um but had a lot of heart to it and i think it was uh a, i think it was a good setup for for the captain america character just they could have done a better job um, from the writing standpoint. Overall, set in World War II, it was enjoyable to watch. Fun as a fun popcorn movie. Um, it has its faults, but it, but it taught us, you know, about bravery and sacrifice, and you know, what what it what it takes to be a hero. Um, just without having anything to overcome, which is a problem. So he didn't have anything to overcome, but he was still the hero, um, and fell it fell flat in, in some ways because of that but for the most part it's a fun movie and yeah look forward to look forward to watching more Cap- of the captain america movies like winter soldier civil war but for now that w- that is our review for captain america the first avenger the first number one first one on our movie list and it's <laughs> the only one we watch yep <laughs> Like that it but All yeah. right. thank so you that for is wa- it. Thank, thank you, you for, for listening. watching. Listening. That <laughs> thank you for listening. <laughs> Power Bros right. out. <laughs>